Hello, world, and welcome to Shelley's Plumb Line. Truthful talk on tough topics, hosted by Dr. Shelley Stewart. On December 1st, 2023, Shelley received the Rosa Parks Day Award for Leadership, Commitment to Civil Rights, Voting Rights, and Civic Service. Rosa Parks Day is December 1st because that was the day in 1955 that Rosa Parks was arrested for refusing to give up her seat on a segregated bus. In today's podcast, Shelley reflects on the award and on his own notoriety. Rosa had heard the story of a black boy who had moved the plank dividing the white and black sections of a streetcar. Years later, when Rosa and Shelley met, she learned that Shelley was that young boy. Shelley started broadcasting in 1949 and he has been on a journey to discover the truth for humanity ever since. And at 89 years of age, Shelley still sits down before the microphone as he pursues answers to tough topics, challenging us to change the experience of being human and our outlook on humanity. Ladies and gentlemen, I am honored to present the oldest podcaster in the world. Get ready. Here is Shelley. Maybe the last Shelly's Plum Line, better known also as the Academy of Common Sense. Welcome all. This week is just incredible. Uh, a little different, I guess, because of the time of year that uh, we are producing or recording this episode of the Plum Line or the Academy of Common Sense. I'm, I'm in the studio just excited. I mean, really excited because of the time of year that it is. It's December, by the way, in case, well, this may be at some other time, but we're doing this in December. And <laughs> I, I, this time of year, it's a little awkward to me somewhat, but it's okay. Uh, people talk to me often over, well, Shelly. How old are you? Once again, doggone it. Why you keep asking me questions how old I am? What difference does it make? Well, anyway, in just, okay, I'll do this. in 10 years, I'll be 100. <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking forward to 10 years from now. So that's how old I am. Also, he's 100 in 10 years. That's how old I am. Well, I can tell you right now, I've done well in this life of mine. I'd like to share this with you. I don't mind talking. I love being around young people. I just love it. That's one thing that's always inspired me. When I was young, I hung around a lot of older people. I had to learn from them. <laughs> I hung around old folk, boy. I would be around old people. Boy, what you listening to? And you know, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just listening. Well, be careful what you hear, boy. Well, anyway. I am what I am. Uh, but I also will say this. <laughs> if you ever see a turkey, ever, uh, look, this is dumb, but no, it's not dumb. But if you are driving down the road or walking down the road 
and you look and see a turkey sitting on a fence. I guarantee you somebody put him there. You know what? Because a damn turkey can't fly. That's why somebody had to put him there. Well, that's where I am in life now. Many people put me to where I am today. I didn't just get there by myself. No, no, it wasn't like that. People, you, yes, all over the country put me where I am today. I didn't make it this far without thousands, maybe millions of Americans lifting me up. I was taught to serve. That's right. I was taught at early age in my life to serve. And I was also taught that if I served, I would be served. So the things that I learned at an early, early age, I, I can tell you, I'm going to give you an experience of mine. I'll share it with you now. Yeah, it's time of year. People are sad, but I'm happy. I mean, I'm happy because I'm free. Yes. I'm happy because you've been so good and God has been good to me. This time of year, 84 years ago, yes, 84 years ago in my life, I started on a journey, which I didn't even know I was on a journey, 84 years ago, 1939 to be exact, my brothers, I have four, three brothers, one of them was two years older than I, and one was three years younger than I, and the other one was four years younger than I. Yeah, all of us. Four boys, Hugh Jerome Stewart Jr., Samuel Stewart, and David Stewart. We were all little babies. In August of 1939, that's 84 years ago, my older brother and I certainly had witnessed a murder of our mother and, well, and was given away to my mother's sister, which was on one side of town in August, In December of that same year, they carried us back to where my mother, our mother was murdered, put us out on a vacant lot, and told us we're on our own. My brothers, of course, they're all dead now. Jerome was killed in Korea, 1951, at the age of 18. My other brothers, Sam and David, both died at the age of 57. But I am here today, been through a lot, been through many things, and I was told at an early age that I would never be anything. I was told by even my own people, you can go root a hog or die poor. But I didn't let that stop me. I'm saying that and sharing that with you because I'm happy today. I'm happy because I didn't let hate get in my way. I, I, I was taught to keep peace with myself, and, and I could see others. So therefore, I'm able to this day 
to say I'm happy. I I I I could complain. I I I really could. I could have fought others. I I I will tell you of an example where I was just a little boy. I was living in a basement, a homeless kid, and I had nothing but you know overalls and stuff. But I wanted to go to church one Sunday, and I decided that I would walk. I was at that time, I knew exactly, I was 11 years old. I I went to a church. I was living away from the so-called Negro community. But I went into that community because of a church there. And I was not dressed. I had old pair of uh, old overalls. And I went to the church to go in. And... Well, I guess the usher, you call them ushers, met me at the door and asked me what did I want. I recall that day that I said, I'm coming to church. And he looked at me and said, well, you can't come in, you're not dressed. Well, And he closed the door. I recall walking down the steps and going across the street, a little, maybe a little further, but the windows were open. That's why there weren't any air conditioning at that time. I climbed on a tree. I could see over in the church. I sat on the limb and I heard them singing. I, I, I heard the preacher preach. But I came down from the tree. I was turned away then, but I'm not angry about it. At least I heard the word. I felt the spirit in that tree and in my overalls. What I'm saying to you today on this podcast, keep hate away from your heart. I have received over 100, maybe I don't know how many accolades and awards. All of them said service. Thank you, Shelly for your service. Thank you, Shelly, for what you've done and are doing for us. They didn't, it wasn't any money involved to me, but it was what I could do to others. I, I, I didn't have a lot of other things. Some asked me about, well, you say your time call you Dr. Stewart. Well, they do. They do. And they asked me, well, where did you get your doctorate from? Where did you get your PhD? I said, well, I have a doctor of humane letters from Miles College in Birmingham, Alabama. A doctor of humane letters, a doctor of law degree from Faith College. Now, but most importantly, folk, I have another PhD in CS, and that's in common sense. It may not be an MD, it may not be an ED, but it is a CS, common sense, and a Christ server. So, as I speak with you today, I'm speaking, speaking from my heart. 
I'm, I want to just tell you about some things that in here. During the past few weeks, I was awarded a great, great honor from a church. Let me, before I go there, let me play a tune that uh, I think that I think it's about time me share this with you. Out of all of the things that have happened, I'm still at this point. I'm not complaining. I had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. I've had some weary days. Some lonely nights But when I When I look around And I think things over You know what? All of my good days Outweigh my bad days. I, I won't complain. Sometimes the clouds hang low. I can hardly see the road. Master, question, Lord, Lord, why so much pain? But He knows what's best for me. Although my weary eyes, they can't see. So I'll just say, thank you, Lord. I, I won't complain. Oh, thank you very much. Well, <laughs> that's one of my favorites there. Great. That guy, by the way, uh, he uh, went on to be with the Lord, but I still love the words that he's left with us. On December 1st of this year, 2023, I received the award from the church. And I thought about of 84 years ago that I was put out on a lot. <laughs> All of the things between that, look what God has done. Uh, on December 1st, the church there in Montgomery, Alabama, called and said they wanted to honor me. And they wanted to honor me because of the work that I had done. They wanted to honor me because of what I had done for uh, all of the things of human rights and the civil rights and 
community service and the likes. That's what they said they wanted to honor me about. Well, I, I was really honored that they wanted to do that. And I accepted with a great, great honor. Now, that says, well, why would Rosa Parks uh, and those people honor you? Well, someone discovered <laughs> that, that it was not just Rosa Parks, but people who knew Rosa, and Rosa knew me. We knew each other. And I'd like to share with you things that I never told you. By the way, if you want to see a photograph of Miss Rosa Parks and I, I think it's on our website. I think you'll see Rosa and I in 1997. We discussed at that time part of my past. She had heard of my work in the broadcasting industry. And I asked her, how did she hear about it? And she said, hey, Shelly, everybody knows you, man. Matter of fact, she said, Colonel told me. Who is Colonel? Well, the Colonel she's talking about is Colonel Stonewall Johnson, who was, you would see him on many of the movement things with Martin, with that guy with a big white hat, white hat on board, Michael, uh, with Fred Shellsworth, Colonel Stonewall Johnson. He was the guy that uh, was also a bodyguard somewhat for Fred and with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, and he told Rosa about something that I had done in 1900. And 49. And Rosa, I didn't know if uh, he had told Rosa, but Rosa told me that Colonel had told her that a little guy in 1949 had boarded uh, a, a, a trolley, a streetcar in Birmingham, Alabama, and had moved the colored white board, and a black man from that area came to his defense and challenged the operator, which was a white guy. And, the well, anyway, I'll tell you what happened. Yes, it happened. In 1949, I was a little boy, and uh, maybe uh, I had a bad habit. I boarded this the trolley going to school, Park High School, and... The streetcar was actually empty up front. No white folks. There weren't no white folks in that streetcar. But the back was packed with all these black folks. Every seat was taken. Black folks in the aisle. But the front of the streetcar was empty. And I got on the darn thing going to school because only one colored school in Birmingham at that time was Park High School. So everybody had to go to that one high school, no matter where you lived. Had to ride a bus in the streetcar walk. Well, what happened? I got in the streetcar and I went in there and walked past, and the colored sign was way back, the white on the front, and colored on the back. 
But the empty seats were up front, so all these black ladies were standing up back there. They called Negroes at that time. Standing up. So I just grabbed one of the boards. I guess the devil made me do it. I grabbed one of the white-colored white boards and moved it up by five seats. And we got to the other side, moved it up, and told the food to come and sit down. That white man jumped up, stopped the streetcar, jumped up, came by, boy, put that damn sign back. And a man looks like Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> That's a big dude. He brother. That man, I never seen that big. I'm a little brother. But this big man came and says, you go sit and drive the streetcar. Get back up there. And that white man turned around, and that man turned said, come on, ladies, and sit down. And black ladies came and sat down in the streetcar. And that white man carried the streetcar on downtown. Did that. Yep. So Rosa and I talked about it, and we laughed about it. The devil made me do it. So, yes, it happened. Uh, but we also discussed whether Radio Tower that was broadcasting was torn down because of me and my bad habits. We talked about in 1960 how white kids uh, jumped on the Ku Klux Klan and it kept me from getting killed by the KKK. We talked about that. But most importantly, uh, I, 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 I want to thank I want to thank the uh, St. Paul AME Church in Montgomery, Alabama, the home church of Rosa Parks, for giving me the honor of leadership, commitment to civil rights, voting rights, and civic service. This was an award that was presented by the Reverend Dr. Agnes M. Lover, the lead pastor of that church. I'm humble to all. I pray for you. Marvin Gay, would you help me? Which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give oh, Marvin, thank you very much. Yeah, that was Marvin Gray, dude. Yeah, he's singing the Lord. Pray never heard that one. That's my friend, Marvin. After I received that award, I was told by a person that I've known for years that all I lived for was to receive awards, and the awards meant nothing to anyone except me. And when I'm dead, they'll all be boxed up, stored away, and maybe burned. My response to that person was, let not your heart be troubled. I received more than 100 resolutions, awards, and others. I thank you for serving. I thank you for being in my life. I want to thank you, America, for your support.
spreading the good news about Shelly's Plum Line, the Academy of Common Sense. Spread to your friends and haters and others that we can make one idea work. Thank you, and remember, remember, let the work I've done speak for me. May the work I've done May the work I've done speak for me. When I've done the best I can and my friends don't understand. May the work I've done This episode of Shelley's Plumline was written, produced, and edited by Dr. Shelley Stewart and Mark Jamraz. It was produced by Stewart Production at the Plumline Studios in Sterrett, Alabama. If you are a fan of Shelley's Plumline and you like what we are doing here, please remember to subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Give us a review and share this podcast with others. Follow us and continue the conversation on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. This is Mark Jamraz. We'll see you next week. Keep sharing the love and we'll all grow stronger. Speak for me.